Hello there, and welcome to episode number 16 of Beer and Biceps. As you can hear from the amazing background noise, we're not at one of our houses today. We're actually out in the mean streets of Inner. Uh, as ever, I am joined with... Matt Smith. And my name is Todd Davis, and we're actually joined here with a very special guest... Leandros, uh, General Manager of the Beer Asylum. General Manager of the Beer Asylum. So that's where we are today. We're at the Beer Asylum in Pinner, uh, which is a very, very good place if you ever come here. I've only been here for an hour and already off the face, um, so it's very, very good. Um, I should probably go, I'll, I'll explain what we're going to kind of chat about in today's episode. So, very first, we're going to have a bit of a uh, one on one interview. Oh, sorry, one on one, two on one. I'll just see <laughs> Two on one interview with Leandros. Uh, a little bit just chatting about Beer Asylum, what it is, um, you know, how it's all been going and everything like that. Um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the media uh, and how it's kind of its role plays within fitness society. And also, today we're drinking all Val beer, uh, which is a Bell Trappist beer, Trappist beer um, which is going down a treat. Um, although uh, Leandros isn't drinking that, he's drinking a thing called water. <laughs> no, no one would know that, okay. <laughs> Covered me there, but um, <laughs> to be honest, I'd like to hear his thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. A non beer drink, like, I wouldn't even know what that tastes like. I've never heard of it before. Uh, <laughs> no, so, uh, so that's that's the plan, that's the idea of it, and uh, hopefully, you can hear as well. Um, it's kind of like one of the things we're trying out. So, uh, Leandro's very first question How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a little bit hazy today after a, a heavy night last night, so ah. that's, that's kind of why I'm on the water at the moment. Plus, plus work. Were you drinking here last night? Or were you? Start, yeah, start here. Start here. Yeah. I can't imagine a night out starting here because all the beers are about 8%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any, any night that started out at 8% beers would just go downhill fast. Yeah, I went downhill pretty quick. Started the night out here, finished outside at the bus stop. And finally, you mentioned 8%. I did. started a little bit higher than that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Can I say what, what beers can you. I say what beers were you drinking? What beers can you remember drinking? Last night. Well, I, I know what I drank. Yeah. Just about. Just about. Um, I've started up, we've got founders in at the moment, which are fantastic for us from the States. Okay. Um, and I had two of theirs. Yeah. Uh, very, very strong beers. One's, uh, is this, oh, I guess it's over 18. So yeah, yeah, no, you can, you can. Matt swears <laughs> like every second word. <laughs> Because <laughs> it is called Dirty Bastard, right, yeah, okay. which, which is good. Yeah. really, really good uh, yeah. Scotch wee heavy ale, I think. I think, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then probably. I'll leave my comments on it because it might come up with a related question. Yeah. Uh, KBS from them as well. KBS. KBS. Kentucky Breakfast South. Right. I don't know if you guys have tasted I it yet. Maybe you can uh, finish on that tonight. It's a good 12.5%. <laughs> well, it's my round next, so yeah. we'll just have the water. Seems to be going down the yeah. treat. <laughs> um, so I guess the first questions that we like to say is like, can you, to the uh, uneducated or people that don't know about this place, like what what is Beer Asylum? What, what's it all about? Uh, well, we're a bottle shop that really just aims to showcase as many beers locally yeah. and from around the world of every style that we can. So you can come in, grab your takeaways, or uh, simply you know come in and enjoy a beer like everyone in the background yeah. is, and yourselves, me later on, obviously. <laughs> um, 
try and rotate as much as we can so there's something new every week. I think as, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Matt, you're saying that like you came in here a bit earlier where you could probably come in and pick up a beer, buy a couple if you wanted to. You sat down for one and then suddenly it turned into about 30 people being here all at once, all enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's quite good because I don't think I've seen, other than like the ones on tap, I don't think I've ever seen anyone order the same beer. Everyone's gone for something different. There's like just constant different beers here. Which, yeah. Uh, and everyone's going for something else. Which is so is, it, is that kind of the aim for it? As in like it's, you want to spread the love of me? Because I mean, I, I'm looking around and I see about 300 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we've stopped 300 plus at some point. Right. Um, yeah, it's always a couple hundred or more in here to pick from. Yeah. Maybe a dozen every week. They change. Uh, we also got a magnum yeah. of Duvel. I can yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> That's, uh, that was a popular thing. Uh, yeah. Christmas last year. I think it was the last one as well. I mean, I normally drink one of those little bubbles, and that's enough for me. Like, uh, I yeah. I'm sure someone polished it off on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. So, uh, could you give us a bit of a history about the place? So, how long, how long have you been here? I mean, yourself, beer assignment? Yeah. Did you start at the same time? Yeah, I was here before we opened the doors, actually. Right. So, uh, one of the first. Uh, yeah, one of the original employees, really. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we Not desperately waiting outside for a beer shop to open. No, no. <laughs> Strangely enough, I kind of was. I, I was like, I walked past the unit because I live very local yeah. here a couple of times. And uh, I was like, always oh, it's like, it'd be wicked if a beer shop opened up here, wouldn't it? And it's just like, weirdly, it just happened. Yeah. So, great coincidence. Um, but we've been here coming up to a year and a half yeah. now. Uh, it was 10th of June in 2016 we opened. Okay. So, it's, yeah, it's been growing really organically and very strongly uh, over the... Before you came here, were you a massive beer nerd before, or has this place just turned you? So, it, it's certainly heightened it and kind of, like, <laughs> driven it along further. But, uh, yeah, I was well into, into my beers. Probably for maybe two years prior, I kind of got into it. Yeah. And, you know, start... I started with kind of like just being introduced to Punk IPA and then kind of it's the like rest a classic is classic heroin is story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The rest is So you've got, I mean, out of the out of the hundreds of beers which I can see on sale, is there anything which is particularly selling very, very well, do you know what I mean? Which more people are drinking or Yeah, we uh, we definitely have like popular brewers that we try and stock in. Yeah. Well, we have our firm favourites as well. Um, it, like I said, people do pick up different beers. So yeah. There's a lot of trying and sampling different styles. Totally. But to answer the question, I guess our German beers, yeah. uh, is, yeah. easily a bestseller around here. Right, yeah. Um, and then good old Beaver Town, they're flying a flag for London, I think. Yeah. Really. We talked about um, Beaver Town in an earlier one. I mean, we haven't reviewed Beaver Town, reviewed Beaver. But, That's crazy. but I have talked about it a lot because it's a yeah. really good brewery. They're very good brewer. Great guys over there as well, and girls, yes. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's so many I can list. Yeah, yeah. Hands down, we don't have to say a word and people pick up stuff. Yeah. I've been quite impressed with the uh, the Belgian selection. Like it's, I mean, you've got all the usual. I mean, we're drinking Orval, which is probably one of the better known ones. But like, I mean, you've got Satan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which I bought the moment I came here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I went to, you know, Belgo's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the first one I got just because I was trying to screw my mate. Up. Insanely yeah. strong. And <laughs> I did, he didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> Keep a look out for Satan Red as well. I think we've sold out that's a very, very high on my list. I was going to say as well, it's not only the fact that we're drinking all Bell, but we're drinking all Bell out of an all Bell glass. So, yeah. I mean, do you feel that, because Matt's a, what would be best described as a hoarder of beer glasses? Wicked. So, I'd love to see that collection. Yeah. I can't it's tell you what's on my phone, which is recorded, but it's become a shrine. Yeah. If you go onto the Beer and Biceps uh, Facebook page, I think you've actually put a picture up there. Right? And that shows you kind of like the collection that has been built up. But, uh, yeah, Jeff. We talked about drinking vessels in an earlier episode. Are you a very big fan of the fact that a certain beer should be drunk in the, in the glass and it should be drunk in? Um, I think it, it can be a big, big part yeah. of certain beers. Uh, in particular, the Belgian beers, German beers, you, you kind of taste the size before you kind of smell the beer. And, yeah. Um, and they do help. Certain beers can be a bit gassy, some not, yeah, yeah. and it just helps the beer settle properly. Do you know what I think about it as well, though? It's, this is going to sound super yeah. wanky, right? But you know, like if you think about a, like, a fancy beer, and a, you know, like, a lot of it's about the experience, right? Like if you were going to look at uh, the Mona Lisa, you know, you'd want to see it in a museum, you know, with a little red red yeah, thing down it. it. You wouldn't want to say your mate go, oh, you won't believe I've got at the end of my couch it's the Mona Lisa and you sat down having a cup of tea watching it wouldn't be the same experience it wouldn't be the same reference it's a little bit like that with beer I think you wouldn't want to drink you wouldn't want to drink this out of a mug you've got it out of a proper glass I always say I was was talking to Todd about the reason why I picked this one is one of my favourites is when I went to Brussels and they got a statue of a tiny child pissing yes (laughs) called the the mannequin piece he's a a, uh, if you play Euro Monopoly He's uh, one of the pieces. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Monopoly, so I won't do that. Fair play, that, that sounds awful. <laughs> but it's a little bar that's right opposite here, just on the corner. And I, I ordered, I didn't even know that much about it. I ordered like an Orval just because I recognised the name and sat outside and it came in this glass. And you're sitting outside and going, This is just an experience. So every time I have this, you know, you want it. In the you rekindle that. I remember we went, um, there's a bar in St Albans where. Um, I was just going to say that, sorry. We went to rekindle that. Matt literally come back. From Belgium, telling me about amazing beers that he drunk, etc. And we went into yeah, into a weather. There's weather spoons in St. Albans. Um, a good weather spoons. It was. It's a really nice. It's like an. It was like an old cottage. Many, so it's medieval farm. So yeah, massive. Anyway, so they've got all your selections on the back. And was it Shimei? Yeah, Shimei. Yeah, so he saw Shimei and was like, oh, I'll get one of those. And then he said, I'll get that. And then the girl brought it over to him, and I think it sounded like a pint glass. And he's like, oh no, do you have like the Chimay glass and she was like well I don't know what does it look like so Matt is really explaining it's kind of like a deep vase or something like that came back with a San Miguel pint glass was like like this and that was the best we were going to get it doesn't quite feel the same does yeah. it you know it definitely is an experience drinking from from glass especially yeah and I, I must say these all valve glasses are lovely it's like it's like a, it's a, it's a really nice kind of goblet. It feels like a, you know, a king. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> they're, actually, they're actually very similar to the Chimay glass from here down because yeah. 
<laughs> for a, I keep forgetting we're on a podcast. Yeah. You can't see we're here, Dan. No, well, we've stem. got some pictures. The stem is so identical. We'll, we'll, we'll be taking some pictures. Yeah. We'll put them up uh, on uh, Instagram. Anyway, should we give some facts okay. about all of our Yeah, yeah, go. Uh, yes. Okay. Am I doing the facts? You are doing the facts. <laughs> go on, crack on. Okay, so um, a couple of things about Orval then. Uh, it was, uh, well, this beer is from Orval Abbey. Um, was that established in 1628? Uh, so the, the brewery's opened it. Do you know what? I've screen told over here because I've written all my notes down for him. Matt's done the fact checking today. I haven't. I don't like it. I'm not doing that again. But can I say, when we talked about this a little bit earlier, there's some really good facts. So you explain the top bit and I'll try and go through right. the bits. So um, Orval beer has been made by brewery which opened in 1931 but it's actually it's uh, it's in a monastery it's a Trappist beer and the monastery's actually been around since 1628 so you can say that the Orval Abbey has been around since 1628 but the beer itself is 1931 which is still damn impressive but, you know we've had uh, like Hobart yeah we're drinking from the bottle itself is a skittle based bottle so it looks like a, a bowling skittle um, which is <laughs> kind of cool, I would say. Uh, one of the most unique uh, bottles, I think. That's exactly what yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, a couple of things. Which I, my favourite fact, I think, which we got from today, was the fact that they only do... Now, this is the only beer they make, or they mass-produce. I should mass-produce, produce. Um, and they do sell them. The only other one they do sell is one called Petit Oval, and you can only buy that from the monastery. And the monastery itself only opens two days of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, they do one. They beer. do one beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if you ever watch. I don't know if you watch golf at all, but the Masters, um, and they play at Augusta in Georgia, and the course is sublime. It's beautiful. It's a really well presented thing like that. It closes for ten months of the year. So. It's only in two months. One of those months is the Masters when they're all prepping for it, and then members can play during the other month. And that must be the worst membership yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking it's, that. It's mental. Yeah, yeah. So You'll be there at the gate every day. It, do you know what? It took Bill Gates three years to get membership there. That's how that's how ridiculous it was. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to be invited in and etc. etc. But Bill Gates couldn't even get places. But you know what? That's actually better advertising for them than if they let him in. Like, exactly, because it uh, makes my, it more of a magical place. My aunt used to work at Hurlingham Club, and it was about who couldn't gain rather than who could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so this one, I, what, what, what? Um, how strong is this beer? Now, what are we? Six point two percent. So actually, not too strong for a draft beer. Yeah, I, I think they prefer to have a session beer. <laughs> What I've been told. Yeah. Anything below six is for children. Like Michael Michael Jackson, you know the beer writer, not the pop star. Okay. He, did, <laughs> he described it as a light appetite. Yeah. Like something you'd have just before dinner, and it's 6.2%. I think that guy got on it. Like. I think we're messing with the big dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> have you had all about before though? So you're, uh, you're a fan Certainly of it? Have, yeah. Yeah, 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 very much so. Um, it's probably, well, definitely Jason's go-to beer. Yeah. 
Jason was the, uh, the owner, founder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he gets through most of them, I think. <laughs> but yeah, he's actually fantastic, by the way. I, mean, I came in here last week just just out of curiosity, and uh, I've been talking to him for about 30 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. The guy loves his beer. Yeah, we all do. We're massive beer lovers. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are too. That's why you're here. Absolutely, so. absolutely. The main the main taste I was saying I was getting from it was banana. Like, yeah. Do you, do you feel well, right? I've not seen that on any of the tasting notes, but I don't... Give, give it a try. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, he's going to help people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah. There's quite a bit of banana. So you always get it from uh, Belgium, uh, yeast, yeast rape, I believe. See, we would never have got that. So. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if, if someone was to, uh, I mean, if someone was to walk into Beer Asylum, say, right now, after listening to this podcast, I mean, where would you kind of point them into? What would be, what would be the best thing you could say, this is a beer you've really got to try? Not saying, like, buy this beer, it's the best beer, but what would you say, this is a really good one to try? Um, assuming they're into the beers and the beer lover, I'd probably just ask them if they want a dark or, or light style, yeah. and then kind of basically recommend whatever I drank last, pretty much. Yeah. Normally, normally that is the best answer, because you it's normally the case that the next beer I try is my favourite beer every time. Because yeah. <laughs> it's something new. But um, but it, it was some great ones. Like I had KBS last night. It's so hard to get hold of. Like, yeah. That, so do you, do you stop that here, sorry? Got maybe half a dozen bottles left. He's he's letting us have the bit there. <laughs> He has hidden those yeah. beers, I guarantee. So, you can say, so KBS. KBS, if we have it in, it's like yeah. crazy. Basically, anything that's super strong and crazy, I'll always recommend that. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Go to Brewers, Subway, Queen Beers, Beer Town as well, yeah. and one of my personal favourites, Anspach and Hobbit. Which one, sorry? Anspach and Hobbit. Anspach, I recognise. Yeah. Just behind you. Right, okay. Yeah, you're walking to a way smooth. Yeah, and you go like, oh, do you know what? As an example, today I was in a pub before I got here and Hobgoblin was on tap and I just went, I really like Hobgoblin. I I can't really say no to it, so I'm going to go for that. Do you know what I mean? It's not saying it's my best beer, but it's a kind of a go to one in this situation. I guess if I'm in a general pub, I think Star Apartment might be my kind of go to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got a bit of flavour to it. Anything over 5% will kind of get me going a bit. Is it Czech or Hungarian? I believe it's Czech. Yeah, yeah. They always come in that sort of. It, it's a big glass, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like an hourglass, almost. Yeah, well, no, sometimes they do it in the. Um, do you know what? I heard about those things though, because they're so wide and that they actually you like you lose, they go flat quicker and they lose uh, taste. But I just heard that, I've never experienced them though. Yeah, yeah. But like you always see like yeah, the English beers like the bitters, they get served in those big things because it doesn't really matter to them, but you don't you very rarely see like uh, this beer or yeah. German beer in a really wide jug. I think there might be something to that. Tend to find, especially the Belgian beers, got a higher carbonation and all their glasses are quite awkward anyway. Yeah, it's a great glass. I had um, uh, Carmelian butchered it, but I, I got the glass for it and it's like massive. Like, it's like sort of bold. And it's just like when you look at it online, you're thinking about you know uh, regular pint glass ice, yeah. but it's actually huge. It's really 
mean wide. It's the same with the Chimay glass, the Duvel glass. They love their wide glasses. Yeah, I think it adds the experience. Just looks great. But um, the aroma as well. I think yeah. you, can, you can really get the nose in there. So again, like a wine glass, you drink it with your nose as well. Wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, it is one of those things. I can totally get that as a kind of a, um, and, and maybe that's where beer's becoming more and more. Where like we've gone to like so many beer festivals and things like that. But it does have a. I mean, it, wine wine tasting is always regarded as the kind of snooty. Yeah, like a, a bit of class here, gonna be that. But beer tasting is becoming. Sorry, that was Todd just saying nonsense words. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, sorry, is that like wine tasting is that kind of. Uh, you know, it, it's generally regarded as there's so many different types of scents, aromas, and taste, and is beer becoming more more like that? As in, do you know what I mean? You don't just walk massive, up and all that. I think we always get this stint where uh, people see me like sniff my glass before. I yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. But um, the hops are just smell amazing. You have an IPA or like dark beers. You have the thing with the thing with beer is it's always been like yeah. a super nerdy sort of thing. Like yeah. I remember really going beer festivals yeah. for like ten years now. They've always been really nerdy, and now it's become popular. Us nerds are allowed to. Yeah. So we're we're out we're out shining the wine nerds. Like because we've had all this information bottled up for ages. I think there's a, there's a few uh, viral videos going around now. I don't know if you've seen them. I've got the name of the guys are doing, but they're always good fun. So if you have check check them out on there on online. There's some uh, some funny kind of like well basically it's been taken this out of time. Yeah. <laughs> For how many hops, how strong the beer is. I've seen a video with the guy who's got the, uh, you know, the guy who's got the the head former, like you know, you, you stick it in and it creates a head, kind of like an electric toothbrush for beer. You stick it in, and, uh, but he's got a sort of thing where he's, he's on a date with a girl, and he's, she's just ah, beer all tastes the same, and, he's, and you can just tell he's just like, I need to destroy that sort of guy and just say everything about beer. And, I laughed, you laughed, and then none of our friends laughed. We <laughs> <laughs> don't appreciate it. Yeah. Right, should we uh, smash on to our fitness topic then? Leandro, do you want to stick around for fitness or would you like to. Oh, I can. Yeah, I'll yeah? stick around. Okay, absolutely, cool. So, the, one of the main things we wanted to talk about for it was, like I said, so beer and the concept of beer and biceps here is that we like to drink our beer, but at the same time we're trying to get fit and we want to kind of find the middle ground. So, one of the things we have found with the bicep side of things is that often when you read media, uh, and media can be newspapers, they can be going online, um, a different we, we are kind of targeting the the, uh, the newspapers on this one. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But do you know I mean? But there's so many different yeah. types of ways that you can listen to things, and and that can affect the way that you want to try and get fit. You know, you can read a newspaper article which may necessarily say, I don't know, don't eat chicken, it's bad for you, or, or, or I don't know. A million different types yeah. of things. So um, that's what we're going to have a bit of a chat about. I'm going to give you a, a well, the idea today is I'm going to give Matt a couple of headlines which I've read um, throughout the week from various news sources. And then Matt's going to either debunk them or say, I'm yeah. going to debunk them. <laughs> This is an example of great headlines. Yeah. So the first one comes from one of the 
most popularly sold newspapers in the UK from the Daily Mail. Uh, and what they say is, uh, eating steak increases your chances of dying from nine major diseases. <laughs> right, pretty right. true though, isn't it? Because yeah. I remember eating steak and I thought I was going to die. Here's the thing, um, every single person in life has a 100% chance of dying. That, let's just get that out of the way. You're going to die from something. Um, and the Daily Mail has got this great sort of thing where they've kind of, they, they sell their papers through fear. They sell everything through fear and they also sell stuff through hope. And it sounds like a crazy little combination. But as we go through these, we'll see. Um, I looked at this article, and it's actually an alright written article. I wanted to absolutely hate it, but they link to the study, which is always a good sign, and the study sort of but when you actually look at what the study's saying, it's saying they you know, in the, the people that they looked at, they looked at one thousand people. You've got to remember this world is hitting seven billion, one thousand people, whilst it's a big study, it's not indicative of the world and there is no way you can get a group that could uh, sort of like show that yeah uh, this was almost certainly 90% white American males aged 20 to something you know it's it's a very small demographic um, they have no explanation as to how red in fact it was red meat not steak they just put steak in because people like steak red meat they said red very, meat very quick question Leandro do you like steak oh yeah. I love it <laughs> from The Guardian which is almost I would say the complete opposite from Daily Mail and what they say it's intoxicating I became obsessed has fitness gone too far question mark what an absolute brilliant start to a sentence has fitness gone too far wait 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 has fitness gone too far how far I don't know Um, I don't think so how can it have we're all dying of obesity how can it have gone too far what I love about this though is let's take 0.05% of the population who have taken fitness too far which fair enough it does exist you know that's like if you have anorexia, you know, is dieting going too far? No, it's just some people have psychological issues that are affecting them, but that doesn't mean that everyone is. It's like beer, like, you know, not everyone who drinks beer is an alcoholic. Not everyone who does fitness is going to come extreme. And in fact, it's the opposite of that. 99% of the people who do fitness are absolutely fine. But this heading just makes it sound like we're all insane. Um, uh, uh, why am I adding myself? I'm excited in like two months. Well, it's, it's a very good question. So that's why I would ask this also from The Guardian. Which yeah, I think I, I read the same day, same, same, website. same website. Extreme fitness. Are you tough enough? <laughs> the contradiction, right? Pretty, a little bit. <laughs> 
now I know that they've got two different writers. I completely accept that, you know, two writers can have two completely different opinions. In fact, that's a good thing. But how can you have those two, those two titles? One of which is saying, has exercise gone too far in creating a culture where people feel they need to exercise? And then another article saying, are you tough enough to complete this thing? It's fucking insane. Published in the same same website. Um, same week. It was. Do you know what it was? I don't know if it was on the same day, but it was on recommended articles underneath. So it was directly <laughs> underneath. Same yeah. tags, I guess. Yeah. Pretty much. So we've got another very good one here from the Mail, which says, um, "Don't don't think we're just picking on the Guardian and the Mail, by the way." Um, but um, it says scientists create hunger blocking jab that could help people lose ten percent of their body weight in six weeks. Six weeks, and also prevent type two diabetes. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one, no, they bloody haven't. <laughs> Two, um, if they had created something which could help you lose ten percent of your body fat in six weeks, you should not be having that product. I don't know. I'm seventy kilograms. If I lost seven kilograms in six weeks, how long would that would take me? What, ten weeks? No, no, sorry, sixty weeks, just over a year to lose all of my body weight and die. That is just stupid. You should not be losing ten percent. When we create programs for people to lose weight, it is nowhere near as fast as that. Secondly, oh, sorry, thirdly, I got so furious I forgot to count. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a very quick. Leandro, you're a you're a fit guy. You seem quite compared to us two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Have to work in it. I'm afraid. I was going to say that. But have you ever taken uh, any form of kind of? Um, well, something like that, like a like a hundred pill, do you know what I mean, or anything? Or once. Okay. It once. It was, um, they were good, but they're so full of caffeine. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that, that's, that's why actually, it's the caffeine itself that lowers your hunger. There's a lot of other ingredients in it as well, but caffeine can actually suppress your appetite. Um, and that's what they're selling, basically. Um, there's, there's another one that goes on later that says you could, uh, it's a fat burning muscle building pill which I think is supposed to be the same thing because otherwise it's just quite coincidental yeah um, but it's just rubbish you can't yeah. lose fat and build muscle at the same time it's unless you're on testosterone unless it's magic pill it's just steroids I'll, I'll, I'll clarify it wasn't literally sitting around having a pill focused yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the way they sell it isn't it yeah, yeah they, they kind of portray it like that but they always they have supplements out there that are helping at the extreme there's no mirror. Yeah, you can't. What, 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 is it, what is it that you've done? Jeremy, what's your fitness regime? Um, I'm quite frequent in the gym. I try and go four times a week now. Okay. You know, I've got to balance the beer somehow. He's way better than us, by the way. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm struggling. I, I yo yo a bit, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it kind of works out. It's good, it's good. Um, Alright, so this next one comes from Vice. Uh, Vice say the story of how fake sugar got approved is... Scary as hell. Thank you. Todd's trying to prove my writing is terrible, but actually... <laughs> I don't know, it's shocking. Yeah. I forgot to see, that's what it was. <laughs> the story of how fake sugar got approved is story as... Story so, basically, this is an article about aspartame, uh, which is what makes Diet Coke zero calories. Um, firstly, it's not fake sugar, it's a completely different product that's also sweet. 
Secondly, if you actually read the article, they even acknowledge that over a hundred scientists, or so you know, they say hundreds of scientists say that aspartame is perfectly safe. But we spoke to one scientist who's not so sure. Why would you ignore a hundred scientists in favour of one person and then create an article based on their opinion? That's like that's like talking to a hundred footballers who say that Manchester City are the best team in England, and then listening to one insane person who would explain why Halifax Town are actually better, and then basing an article on it. It doesn't make any sense. Aspartame is perfectly safe. Hundreds of scientists say it is. Drink your diet cola. Shut up about it. I do remember reading. Uh, not re- I was chatting to my friends once. If you've ever read the book Freakonomics, have you ever read Freakonomics? The idea of it is it's trying to debunk a lot of myths, which I think is what we're trying to do a lot of these as well. But they say exactly that. There's, there's scientists out there that are paid a lot of money to say a completely opposite thing to everybody else is saying. Do you know what I mean? They so, always get snapped up by documentaries as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so like say, a doctor in um, Super Size Me. Yeah. Everything in Super Size Me has been debunked. Yeah, no, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Watch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. It's, I went to KSC afterwards because yeah. I got Morgan Spurl is his name. That's the guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? He makes such a big deal about all these big companies not returning his calls. Yeah. Never returns any calls from somebody asking him where his facts came. Exactly. No, that's it. I, I, I remember that himself. Someone, I think someone did the... He, he did the... Um, McDonald's one where he drank uh, where he ate McDonald's every single day yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and he said at the end of that like someone replicated the results and didn't get what he was having so yeah. you're kind of like again it's not saying that you're right and you're wrong but at the same time there's, there's something there which you want to come understand the problem with that as well was what he was doing just made absolutely no sense because he said he like he set himself a step count based on what the average obese person was walking um, which fair enough and then he like ate McDonald's three times a day nothing but McDonald's but nobody was doing that so why are you doing the average step count of an obese person but not doing their diet as well yeah. you're just doing your own diet it made no sense it was, it was basically trying to force a result yeah. so you know if he just walked about normally he wouldn't have gained as much weight but he literally was like no I'm going to cut my exercise and increase my food and no science, scientific study would do that because when you change two variables you're not comparing it to anything yeah. Making stuff up. Alright, so. Uh, Fuck you, Molly. <laughs> the next. He did a really good TV series, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. He, is, he seems I, like a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next one comes to the Metro, which any London centric person would have probably read. Uh, and that one is the next hot health. Yep. Next hot health trend may be breast milk for grown-ups. Oh wow! It might be. Notice the word maybe. <laughs> right. So this is an example of a sensationalist headline, which makes no sense. <laughs> nobody is going to do that. Like nobody. You find the craziest hipster person in the world. They are not going to do that. And they've just picked on this because it sounds interesting and it gives you a headline and they don't care about what's coming afterwards and that's, that's been the problem with fitness in this country for years we're just going for the fun and exciting stuff and human breast milk <laughs> I think someone's been watching too much Game of Thrones haven't they <laughs> Was it? I can't remember his name. That was uh, Robin. Robin. Yeah. Yeah, and he was um, suffering away. Well, into his teens. Yeah. And you know what? Did he look at all sexy? No. 
because he was a child, but also it just. <laughs> so I think well, I mean one of the main things that we're trying to get across from this is that is you can read these articles, you can see these type of things. But I think the main thing is not every single journalist that is writing this is an expert. A lot of people have a quota to fill. Yeah, it's not it's not having a go at journalists either because no, I love I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fitness writer, and a lot of the times I'll be given articles that I don't know that much on. It's just work, and but that's what they're doing, and because of that, you get a fil- you're filtering proper scientific studies through someone who doesn't have a clue what they're talking about, and then we're getting the end product. It doesn't. It's like getting car advice from someone who knows a great mechanic but isn't a mechanic themselves. They might know what to ha- what what they they might know what to do, but they don't know why they're doing it, and that can lead to a lot of problems. And in fitness, that's what happens all the time. There's a study that says if you do this, there is a slight, small but statistical chance that this will happen. And then the journalist goes, right, better read the conclusion of that article or read anything else. What does that say? Oh yeah, red meat causes cancer. You better write that in the headline. But they don't understand where the story came yeah, from. Yeah. They don't really get the... Or they don't care. They don't care that actually that's not really the case. So. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it's, it's not their fault. It's just what's happening. More yeah. scientists should be put as journalists, really. Yeah, yeah. Even if they can't write. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wonder how many people believe it or just read it for comedy. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I think, well, I think a lot of people do believe it. That's yeah. Like, that's you, just, you remember yeah. that sort of thing. Like, I for years, I used to believe that if you have the toilet seat up, your toothbrush would get germs because I read that somewhere. And then, so I always close the toilet seat because I don't want to destroy it. I don't want to brush my teeth with bacteria. Yeah, yeah. But then somebody went, you know that's not true, right? And I was like, actually, of course it's not. It doesn't make any sense. But I believed it for years just based on that little bit of information I heard. And you notice it so many times. Like, how many people do you know that say they won't eat bread because it get, makes you gain weight? But no, it doesn't. It's just calories. How much of it are you eating? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other things we're talking about, I don't know if you touched on that really that quickly, but short-termism. So they're saying a lot of these kind of reviews, or a lot of these studies that we listen to and read, are very much kind of like, well, let's look at it from, I don't know, we got, like, well, like Morgan Speller, eight weeks. We're doing an eight-week thing, and, and look at it. And you're like, well, yeah, if you do something ridiculous for two months, it might affect you, but actually, what's the, what's the long A better thing would have been to do a documentary of, I did this for eight weeks, but what did it make a difference over the course of five years? Absolutely nothing, you know? And that's all that matters, because we're all in it for the long term. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd be good at answering this because uh, you work with money, right? I work with money. <laughs> no idea what he does. <laughs> but um, yeah. when uh, Brexit happened, uh, they talked about how the pound dropped significantly immediately afterwards. And then uh, the pro-Brexiteers pointed out that the pound's risen back up further than it has been for ages. But neither... <laughs> Yeah, but, I'm, yeah, but, I haven't looked recently, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. But neither of them matter yeah. because you yeah. don't look at money in terms of what happened in the day. Exactly. The thing is, what you need to look at is, is exactly over a long term for it. And actually, and, and if you go back and look at over two, three, four, five years, you're like, yeah, we have had drops like that. We have had spikes like that. I agree with both people. But at the same time, over a long term, yeah, what is that compared to you know from the 70s to now, which yeah. is a much better thing. 
No, absolutely. No, no, hundred percent. It's, you know, it's, it is one of those sorts of things. You, you get any form of thing, and I could prove to you something over two weeks of data, whereas someone could probably prove to me more of a point over five years. I mean, we do this all the time. We talk about like uh, in my own finance models and like financing model. But you can say like, well, this lost you six percent in this month, but at the same time, made you five percent next month. Well, actually, that's irrelevant. In ten years, it's made you eighty percent. So that's the overlying base figure. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like in the Premiership. They don't, you know, the papers never used to publish the tables for the first two, three weeks. Absolutely. What does it matter? Yeah. Like, if we'd just gone by the table in week one, was it? Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield the top of the table for uh, yeah. two weeks. They won both their games three 0 two 0 Yeah. Well, the first, then on the Saturday they won, and the Sunday they got taken over, and then they were back again. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, and it doesn't affect anything, and that's basically what the papers are made. It's basically the papers are. The way they react to fitness would be saying Huddersfield should win the Premiership because they're top week one. Yeah, that's exactly. the basic. That's it, absolutely. Uh, now, uh, Leandros, any quick question? Joe Wicks, have you heard of him? I have actually, yeah. I've been meaning to pick up a book for a while. Yeah, yeah. Have you got an opinion on the man? Uh, I couldn't have formed an opinion today. I'm very vague on him. Yeah. Uh, he seems to have done a, done a good job. Well, if you haven't had a beer yet, if you'd had a beer, you'd be like, Gus, then. Hey, I'm running away. I know, it would, yeah. I've finished my water, but I haven't really had much of a look at <laughs> Somebody gets mad another pint of water. <laughs> I've heard good things. I've heard good yeah. things. But what we're trying to we're saying we're not the we're not the most we're not mortal enemies of uh, Joe Wicks, but at the same time we're saying that the loudest experts are sometimes not the best. So I think course, yeah, that's a good point. even just by asking your question and saying Joe Wicks, you could say yeah, I know him, and I and I don't know anything about him as well. Yeah, but everyone I know has heard of Joe Wicks, but nobody's heard of like Alan Aragon or Brad Schoenfeld or um, James Krieger or a load of people that are you know incredibly successful in fitness you know they get papers studied they get all this sort of stuff but they're not loud showy people Joe Wicks is but he actually his knowledge is quite low that doesn't that doesn't stop him from being successful and I've got nothing against the guy he's absolutely smashing it like if I could do what he did I would certainly not be sitting on a podcast on my yacht. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, you don't you know, need my yacht. <laughs> you don't need beginning for you guys. Right, right? You know? <laughs> but we're talking quite loud, so maybe that's what it was. Yeah. yeah um, they tend to, the news media tends to pick on the celebrity fitness people instead of the actual experts. And I'm only noticing that because that's my industry. But that must be so irritating for archaeologists who think that, what was it, Tony Robinson? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, gr- yeah, yeah. Um, What's it called? He's a Baldrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baldrick. It's like seen by the media as one of the top archaeologists, but he doesn't even have a qualification, does he? He's just yeah, yeah. ran time team for years. Yeah. And more like, um, yeah, just uh, Brian Cox. I'm sure, for, to me, he looks like an absolute expert. I'm sure yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. But I bet there are people who are like in that industry going, why is this guy so popular when he's like yeah, not yeah. even published or something Absolutely. like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we talked very quickly uh, as well. One of the notes Matt's made here is, is about um, female fitness trainers. So we're almost saying to yourself that a lot of the times there's um, a few people which you might see more prominent in the media because of the fact that they're wearing. They're fit. Yeah. 
for yeah. wearing sexy clothing. Yeah. yeah. Objectification of women in the fitness industry is insane. Every single famous female expert in it is has got an Instagram account. It doesn't matter that. Well, yeah. And do you know what? A lot of them aren't even qualified. They'll say fitness enthusiast, blah blah blah, whatever her name is, says do this, and then they'll have 19 photos of her stretching. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Like we've got. Um, Famous scientist, uh, well, famous fitness expert called uh, Sohee Lee, and she's published in papers, she's written books, she's, you know, fantastic. Nobody I know has ever heard of her because she doesn't, you know, she doesn't do how to build a bigger ass and wear yoga pants. Like, I, I always remember those keywords. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember watching a video, uh, watching a TV series on Channel 5, it's called Roonchoo, and it's all about, like, like, you know, big, big YouTube videos and stuff. And it was something about, like, embarrassing, I can't remember, like, things that happened. People like falling, you know, jumping off houses and all these kind of things and doing stupid stuff. But number one in terms of views was a woman who had very, very big breasts and was running a 100 meter sprint. And she, <laughs> she knew it, she knew it, and that, and that was the point in the video. And it had like millions and millions of views. And but she lost the race. Do you know what I mean? You're sitting there going, going like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I get, well, I, you know, well done to the racing, but at the same time, that's a bit of a. Anyone can come last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. yeah, I could have turned I, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I had a 70 meter head start, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it, the thing is, it happens with men too. Like, and Joe Wicks is a fit bloke. You know, he, he's constantly got his shirt off, he looks fucking insane, but he's an idiot. Like, a nice idiot with his heart in the right place. But Joe Wicks, if you listen to this, I, I, I don't think you're an idiot. <laughs> If you're listening to this, then what we'll do is we'll write the bigger words down for you. Write <laughs> <laughs> a little definition. Yeah. That's nah, harsh, but he's faked his way to the top. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's almost strong, isn't it? <laughs> um, and I feel that's a very, very good point to finish this podcast on. It's a very good attack. <laughs> so um, we're hopefully going to be coming back next week with. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about next week. We're talking to be about- fair, what we're going to do, we're going to analyse the sound. If you're hearing this right now, we'll probably do it here again. Yeah. If you're not, yeah. then we'll find a quiet, secluded. Or we'll just come here at a different time. Yeah, absolutely. Start early. <laughs> so um, all I can say is, uh, well, uh, you've got the normal ways you can follow us. We're on Facebook at Beer and Biceps. Beer and Biceps Pod is the Twitter handle, and we're also on Beer and Biceps on uh, Instagram. Um, do get in contact with us anywhere that you can. Um, I would like to say a very, very, very big thank you to Leandros for. Oh, I wasn't hinting at that. Don't thank you. No, I was going to say, did you want to say your? Uh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Come to the beer and Absolutely. Do you have Facebook? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're all over social media. You can get us on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter as well. Yeah. What, are, what are we looking for? Beer Asylum? Beer Asylum. Beer Asylum. Yeah. No problem at all. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, so, well, as ever, my name is Todd Davis. I've been joined by... Matt Smith. And I've also been specially joined by... Leandros. And thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you for having us, man. Yeah. 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 Cheers very much. And, uh, well, have, have yourself a very good day or evening or wherever the hell you are. Thank you very much.